Welcome to the club! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. That's what you're going to need in the new music business. More than talent is leverage. You have to show that your art has value. They are not going to develop a diamond in the rough. That's not going to happen. They're buying small businesses. They're buying writers that know what they're doing. And you're going to have to be able to prove that you know what you're doing. That's why we called it the CLIMB, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's a Baxteronym from my co-host and good friend, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro do business like a pro and on a regular he connects you to the pros so you can develop and grow find brent very easily at songwritingpro.com once again that's songwritingpro.com and i would like to introduce you to my co-host johnny dwinnell johnny owns daredevil production they're breaking artists digitally and they're identifying new fans through data if you're an artist looking to increase your streams blow up video views sell more live show tickets and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. Well, hey, man, if you watch the Golden Globes, everybody's been talking about it for, for the last two weeks, and boy, there's a lot that went on. Ricky Gervais has been the big headline, but there's actually bigger headlines beneath that i'm gonna go deep into the golden globes because this is a precursor this is a glass a window into the future of the music industry and you're going to see exactly why the golden globes and what happened in at least one of the categories if not most of them i only researched one because it hit me when i watched them but how does that affect you if you're a songwriter how does that affect you if you're an indie artist if you're an indie musician massively affects you. So you're going to want to check that out. But before we get there, let's take care of a little business here. It is a digital world, and we're going to talk mm -hmm. about that later on in this episode. But physical media still plays a very important role for today's independent musician because digital royalty payments are currently so small. Selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts, those customizable USBs at your gigs, it's not become just an important income generator, but literally mission critical to either get to the next town or you actually might get to eat that day, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it takes about 3000 streams to equal the same amount of money you get from selling one CD at a gig, 3000 streams. Hey, we love those streams. Keep them coming, yes. but 3000 to equal selling one CD at a show. So you are leaving money on the table when you don't have merch on the table. And our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your disc and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. And you can find them online at discmakers.com. That is D-I-S-C makers.com or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. All right, and if you haven't joined the CLIMB community yet, please do so. You have to ask to be let in, but we let everybody in. This is a community full of songwriters, of indie artists, of indie musicians, of people trying to make it in the music industry, and it's very supportive, very uplifting, very positive, and there's lots going on. This is a very active community. It grows every single day. Brent and I are very proud of it, and mm -hmm. we want you to be a part of it. So any update on what's happening lately? Yeah, every Wednesday we post a new 
heights and so it has a nice little mountain graphic and new heights and this is a place for our climbers like you to go ahead and just post some sort of music related win over the past week or recently and just so we can celebrate and you can see what other people are up to get a toot your own horn a little bit by request this is from a couple of weeks ago now but taylor sap right after the new year he said hey i released 55 songs in 2019 many of them were accepted into music libraries and then he's sharing how he's releasing one a day for the next 55 days on Twitter. And actually you can find him at, at tracks, T-R-A-C-K-S four underscore U at tracks four underscore U. So Taylor, share your music with us. Yeah. So he, he's just been working. He's been grinding, getting 55 songs. A lot of them getting into music libraries and bananas up on some film and TV. So proud of Taylor for, for Way working. To go, Taylor, and- you know, I'm sure what I like most about Taylor is that he just sat on his couch and drank a cocktail, maybe pulled on a bong. Mm-hmm. It was like, I really wish I could be a working musician. And then somebody came and knocked at his door and said, hey, we're a music library and we've got like a bunch of recording gear and here's a whole bunch of money. And if you just could get off the couch and go record, we can maybe work together. No? The sarcasm is the story? strong with Johnny today. <laughs> what happened? What? Oh, oh, you're saying 55 songs in how many days? Well, just over the year in 2019, so he released 55, so he probably wrote more. That's 52, and ma- so that's more than one a week. More than one a week, and many of them were accepted into music libraries. So he's he's doing the work, he's approaching them, he's building relationships with these libraries. So he's complaining, telling them complaints that, hey, I'm a great songwriter. Why are you I don't doing have any stuff? money to record and stuff, so you should take my song and you should record it, and then I'll give you 10%. The sarcasm is very strong with John. Oh, today. wait. He's no, this guy just like went and got it done. No, he, he just goes worked? and does it. Yeah. He just worked. He just worked really so, hard. Ah! Yes. So I'm going to change my like on his post to a love because you have just made me yep. unhappy about that. has to be Taylor. So that, that has become a love. Big so, shout out to Taylor, man. Yeah. So we have other posts like that. We have, you know, your new heights, and we have times where you, you're invited to share your social you know, media accounts with everybody. If you're looking for a co-writer, we have the co-writer connect. Just a lot of cool stuff going on there. And then of course, people hopping on and asking their questions or, or sharing something they find is interesting and helpful. So in the climate community, we don't spam, we jam. Boom. Come on. And we want you to be a part of it. So also subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so wherever you consume podcasts so that they come in order. They're all there. You can pick and choose the episodes that speak to you. Leave a five-star rating and review. If you don't feel it's worth five stars, be honest. We're not telling you to not be honest, but tell somebody what you think about this. It makes it legit for everybody else. And finally, your friends, your compadres, your people in your community know, like, and trust you. They don't know us from a can of paint. If you like this podcast, tell them about it. Let them know. Put it up on social media. Let other people know, hey, this episode is killer, man. If you're in a band, if you're an artist, if you're a songwriter, you should listen to this. And that is what helps us grow the listenership and the climb community and everything on this podcast. The, the more the merrier, right? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's get into this. What you got today? Tell me about the Golden Globes. So, you know, I'm a massive Packer fan. And how does this relate to football? It all comes together. I'm watching the playoffs. Packers have a bye this past week because we're so awesome and we didn't have to play. But I want to see who's going to who's going to be playing who, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the wild card games are going to determine who's going to play the Packers. And straight up, honestly, didn't even know the Golden Globes were going to be on. But the game got done. It went right into right into the Golden Globes. And I just hear Ricky Gervais in the background. 
And I mean, if you, I'm sure you've heard about the speech bite out, right? Like mm-hmm. what he did was astoundingly awesome, I think. But I just, all of a sudden he had my attention. Oh yeah. And I just ran over and sat in front of the TV. I can't believe I'm watching this. Like, is this real? Is this a is this <laughs> satire? Like what is going on? No, this is really the Golden Globes. And I'm just right. math in my head. Like this is about when the Golden Globes come out. Yeah. Okay. And he's just <laughs> railing Hollywood. But because of that, guess what? I, I watched the show. He had a strong open. Yeah. Fascinating, right? Yeah. So I want to talk about one specific category because this makes all the difference in the world for any musicians. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying, repeating something I've said before, but I can't say enough on this podcast. If you want to see what the future of the music industry is going to look like in the short term, then take a look at Hollywood, like follow what Hollywood's doing. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, give or take a decade, Hollywood and the record industry and record labels kind of started around the same time. Maybe they got a little bit more organized in the record industry a little later on, like in the forties and stuff and got better at it. But we were making records and selling them back in the twenties and we were making movies and selling them back in the twenties too. So these are two companies that are very, very, very much alike. I'm sorry, two industries that are very much mm. alike in the sense that they make incredible intellectual property and of course some not so incredible intellectual property, but they push <laughs> yeah. that intellectual property on broadcast platforms and they've done so since their inception and they have to adapt because it's a digital world as we talked mm. about before in the intro. There are two almost exactly similar situations, but they make vastly different products which factors in. And I'll talk about that in a second. But Hollywood is farther along on their Herculean transformation of going Mm -hmm. from the way they used to always work into operating on digital platforms. And the music industry, not far there yet, but we're on our way. And what do I mean by that? You take a company like Netflix who came out and said, hey, we're going to start some digital streaming stuff. We need some licenses. Hollywood says, sure, little boy, go over there and play in the sandbox. Here's a couple of licenses for some stupid shows we made that nobody watches. And, and those of you that know the beginnings of Netflix know that's the case. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and lo and behold, it didn't take very long before Netflix started to make a bunch of money on these crappy titles. And then they started to get better and better and better titles. Now, Netflix is is a distributor essentially, and they mm-hmm. understood that hey, we have a business that is built on rented property. We don't own any of this. <laughs> like, right. We only exist at the will of the networks and the studios who are you know, graciously giving us licenses to make this money. And so, what did Netflix do eight years ago, six eight years ago? That was significant with their content brand. They started making their own. Instead of making their own. That's right. Because mm-hmm. they knew they were making enough money that Hollywood was mm-hmm. going to start scratching their head and saying, hey, wait a second. We spent millions creating friends and making it into the, the show. Other, the show, yeah. yeah. Making the show friends or the show The Office or whatever shows are on there. And it cost millions of dollars to make that and to take a risk and to put it out there and to turn it into the massive success that it was. And now it's still making money and they're making a bunch of it. Right. When it's our risk, it's our, we should be making that money. And they're right. That's not a greedy thing to say. It's their product. They should make 100% of it. So Netflix saw the future and said, okay, we need to start making our own product because as soon as we show them, number one, that it can be done. Mm -hmm. And number two, how to do it. They're mm-hmm. going to pull the licenses and do their own streaming services. Right. What happened? 
Well, we just subscribed to Disney Plus. There you go. And they so pulled their licenses. The yeah, the, it's, <laughs> it, stuff is coming off Netflix. You know, we got it mainly for like the Marvel stuff. I got three boys, right? And yeah. me too. So we got yeah. four little boys. Yeah. In the house. And so there's still some more like Marvel movies on there, which are owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. But that's only until the contract expires. Then they'll be pulling off Netflix and coming on to Disney Plus. They're so all the other places are doing that too. They're all going to have their own streaming services. It's their products. Why is that? Because here's the reality. I've said this before. In the digital world, distribution doesn't matter. If you have the demand, people will find it and they'll go mm-hmm. to where it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of ways to screw that up with different monthly payments or whatever, but we're not going to get into that. But here's the thing. So that's exactly what's going to happen with streaming in the music industry. Okay. And I want to share with you the thing that blew me away at the Golden Globes was this particular category, best television series, musical or comedy. Here are the nominees. Fleabag, which is on Amazon Prime. Barry, which is on HBO, The Kaminsky Method, which is on Netflix, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is on Amazon Prime, and The Politician, which is on Netflix. This is the best TV series. What's missing from this list? Um, ABC, NBC, <laughs> CBS, Fox, yeah. Fox, all your big networks, all your big three letter words, even yeah. there. You, you need to think bigger here, people. Okay. Stop what you're doing right now, which is like, oh, oh it's easy if you're Amazon, you're the biggest company in the world. Okay. Amazon was started in 1994. Mm-hmm. CBS was started in 1927. NBC was started in 1926. ABC was started in 1943. Netflix was started in 1997. Mm-hmm. And they just recently got into the television industry. Right. What does this tell you? It means that the game has changed. The velvet ropes aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. You want to get past velvet ropes? Here's what you got to have. Traffic. Mm-hmm. In the digital world, he who owns the traffic has the gold and all the power. And so in this Netflix example, I guess, so Netflix didn't have their own product, but they had they started building traffic off other people's intellectual property legally because mm-hmm. they had agreements and everything. Mm-hmm. But they did that to start getting eyeballs over to Netflix. I mean, we joined Netflix back in the day when it was a, you know, a DVD in the mail. And I remember yep. back whenever that was, I actually used Netflix in a song called I Can't Take Her Anywhere about this guy, his girl is so hot, he just can't take her anywhere. They're always hitting on her. So he's like, I've joined Netflix and I'm learning how to cook, you know? <laughs> and, and then later I thought, that is not going to age very well because, I mean, DVDs in the mail. And now it's like, oh, now they're like winning awards for their shows. I'm like, okay, good. It aged well. <laughs> but so much a comment Ricky Gervais made in his opening line was like, I don't even know why we're here anyway. Netflix is going to win everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... Yeah, I didn't see that coming, but okay. So they, they started getting all these eyeballs because, uh, and traffic because of other people's shows. Now they're doing their own stuff and their shows are up for awards and recognition and are taken seriously. You said something that was really important. Like we started having this conversation before we did this podcast today on this particular episode. And and I was like, Oh my God, we got to talk about that because I didn't even think about it that way. And now you just said something else that was brilliant. Well, you know, I got my. How did Netflix start out when they were streaming? They started out DVDs in the mail and DVDs of what? 
of stuff other people knew about. Other, yeah, yeah. So exactly. they are a digital platform. They were doing covers that got. Thank you. That got <laughs> into the minds of the consumer by giving them stuff that they like, that they know, that mm-hmm. they trust. And now, hey, we're Netflix. By the way, check out this show that we just did. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's pretty good. Okay, yeah. here's another show we just did. And now, I mean, the Kaminsky method. original. Yeah, yeah. And the Kaminsky method on Netflix is stars Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin. These are big names. You know, Barry on HBO is Bill Hader. Listen, they get all the big stars. They're playing with all the big people. They're getting all the awards. They're at the Oscars. They're at the Golden Globes. Because they made it happen themselves. Because they don't need anybody's permission. Before, if you were going to be somebody big and somebody important, and you're going to make a living in the music industry. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. At that level, you had to have permission from a record label because you couldn't make your own record. Mm -hmm. You had to have permission from radio to spin that record multiple times, Mm -hmm. right? Lest you be a one-hit wonder. Right. They understand the digital platform, and they use other people's stuff that, hey, we know you like this. Come and get to know us. Develop our brand. Develop our brand. And then they put out their own stuff, and it was really, really good, right? Mm -hmm. You can make a very good argument that this digital platform here is better for the art. It definitely gives a lot more leeway to what you can do. It's not as homogenized. Mm -hmm. It's not as sterile. It's not Mm -hmm. as, you know, weighted down by a bunch of morons, you know, who are not only executives that don't maybe know what they're doing, you know, when it comes to art, but also having to answer to the FCC or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you have you have more of the long tail. Like, you know, we only have one Thursday night at six o'clock. We only have one of those. Yeah. Netflix, yep. Amazon Prime, they don't have that problem of going, well, exactly. we only got one of these primetime family slots or primetime comedy slots. We got a Thursday at eight. We only got one of those. No, they got as many as they and by the way, right? that's a that brings up another you keep dropping value bombs, man. These are diamonds. I can't baby, read the diamonds. script, but I can ad lib. <laughs> 
how does Netflix release their product? Well, they do it like a whole season. So Ben. Yeah. Yeah. It's different, right? Mm-hmm. Than, I mean, they've just sort of reimagined everything. They've adapted and they become hugely successful. And it's cool that like, so, you know, like the Mandalorian, I, I just watched the first season of that on Disney. They didn't binge it. They just like one episode a week, one episode a week. And you have the freedom to do that okay. or not do that. That's the thing. You have the latitude yeah. to do that. Some shows you yeah. can drop to binge. Some you may just drip out. They have the freedom. Yeah. It's not one size. You can all. do you can do it both ways. So once again, the game has changed. The velvet ropes have changed. They don't exist, okay? And if you're sitting here thinking, well, geez, Johnny, that's great. I guess I, if I had the money of Amazon or the money of Netflix, then I could do that. You need money. Yes, you need money. You need real money to make this stuff kind of happen. But there's plenty of money. And don't you think for one second that all it takes is money because most people would love to be rock stars and, if, and there's plenty of money in this world. And if everybody who wanted to be a rock star who had plenty of money, if that's all it took to be a rock star, then they'd all be, be a lot stars. of middle-aged investment banker rock stars. <laughs> exactly. Or midlife crisis but- rock stars. It's not about just the money. You have to have the content. You have to have the traffic, right? So here's what I'm saying is you got, I mean, this is a David and Goliath story. The networks, the three networks, then then it was four networks with Fox. Whatever your opinion is about them, here comes all these other companies that are coming and saying, hey, we're going to make some content. We're going to make it really, really good. And then we're going to tell people about it and they're going to go and see it because it's accessible on digital and that's what they did and they're getting boatloads of awards for it. And artists can do the same thing. On a bigger picture, let's go up another 30,000 feet. Look at how new these companies are. The status quo, the boys club, the impenetrable glass ceiling or whatever, the crap doesn't exist anymore. Here's what exists. Do you have traffic or do you not have traffic? Mm -hmm. If you have traffic, people are going to turn their heads and they're going to pay attention. If you don't have traffic, then go get some. You got social media. You're an artist. You can make and create art like we were talking about with Taylor Sapp. Mm -hmm. Like he's making content, right? He's figuring it out. He who owns the traffic has the power and the artists own the traffic. This is how it matters to you directly now. Jennifer Lopez just recently left her major label. Mm -hmm. At the height of her curve, like, I mean, she is, she last year was one of the top 10 female earners in entertainment. Wow. She got a hit movie, just came out. This is not a story of irrelevance because she got dropped from the label. She didn't get dropped from the label. She left the label. Yeah. She jumped. Why? She didn't need them anymore. Why? Because I got traffic. Mm -hmm. I just need somebody to help me manage this traffic and I'm going to get more of that money. Right. Okay. Now, just think about how fluid this is. Before it was record labels and terrestrial radio. That was the way that you were going to get an audience big enough to make the kind of living Mm -hmm. on a national or international level that you would need to make. And then Spotify comes along in 2008. It was just 12 years ago. It was invented. Mm -hmm. Didn't come to America until 2011. It was nine years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's a massive behemoth And here's where the product difference matters with these two industries is it still costs millions of dollars to make a TV show Mm -hmm. or a movie. And it's, there's 40,000 uploads a day, uh, Spotify. So Spotify can't do what Netflix did to stay relevant. There's just too much product out there coming from too many. There's too much product. I mean, the amount of money that they make right now with the splits that they have on the streaming of all the major artists that are out there and and the catalogs that exist since we started recording music 
is astounding. They can't replace that by signing really killer bands or artists. Yeah. <laughs> Not for, for, for a long time. They can't buy their way into it, right? Think about that in terms of Spotify says, hey, Universal's for sale. Let's buy Universal. Well, how's that going to make Warner and Sony feel about the attention they're going to get? with the metadata and playlists and stuff like that on Spotify. <laughs> Bye. They're like, yeah. See ya. Yeah. We trust you. You're going to be fair. Exactly. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's not, that's not going to happen. So at some point in the very near future, you're going to see the labels do what the networks just did and say, Hey, we spent all this money to create Taylor Swift. We spent all this money to create Jay-Z you know, that brand. And we did all this work and the artist did all that work and this whole team like really crushed it to make this happen. And we were a huge success. And why are we giving them half for a player, right? We created the traffic. Mm -hmm. So it should come to us. So at some point, Spotify as it exists today, now maybe the name will stick around because it's a good brand name, but the amount of money that they take is a short term thing. It's not going to last long. It can't. It won't. They don't need it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where the distribution is, right? As long as Taylor Swift has the fans that Taylor Swift has and has demand, she can put that anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to go and find it. Yeah. And they're going to go there. Songwriters, indie artists, you're getting 0.007 cents a stream. That's going to change. That's going to change soon when the people who own the traffic collect all the money. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just, they haven't reimagined it like that yet, but we're watching it happen in Hollywood with intellectual property that used to be on broadcast platforms that is now becoming digital. Megelson was breaking down Darwin's book, Origin of Species, and he sort of summed it up and said, this book basically says that it's not the strongest of the species that's going to survive. It's not the most intelligent of the species that's going to survive. It's the most adaptable. It's why alligators have been around for hundred million years and dinosaurs didn't, you know, they were able to adapt. So you guys mm-hmm. have to adapt. The sooner you adapt and give up and re- at least rethink what's your plan for marketing. It's all about exposure. Taking into account here that you are a compelling artist, that you know what you're doing, you know how to write a song that people are going to want to listen to, you know how to record it, you know how to perform, and you can keep people's attention. So the only thing that's in your way right now is that you don't have enough exposure. And it's all about exposure. But how are you going to get the exposure? If you keep wishing for radio, that's not a good idea. Not anymore. That's not going to get you there, right? So if you're focused on that, I mean, you're focused, you're looking in the rearview mirror. You have driven off the road and you're going to keep on going, okay? It's got to be digital. And how are you going to get attention on digital? Well, look at Netflix. What'd they do? You know, (laughs) giving people what they want. By the way, how did Amazon grow to be the biggest freaking company on the planet? You know, what did they, what did Amazon start doing? Providing other people's books. Yeah, books. And now it's other people's So you know Amazon, like, because they got stuff that you like, that you've heard about, that you want. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, hey, by the way, we just started a new TV series. You should check this out. All right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know so, that name, Amazon. But you okay. know the name because they out. did stuff that was, this is, there's the strategy. It's right there. It's right there on that piece of paper. These are companies that basically aren't 30 years old. Some of them aren't 12 years old. 
that are moving mountains and you can do the same thing. You just have to get the exposure. So that's the good news. Same exact formula, get the art and the artist in front of new eyeballs and let them do their thing. And then know this, that the conversion ratio, if you will, the, the yield that you get every single time is small. It's a small percentage of those people are going to be like, oh, I like that. Like that might could be my jam. Okay. And then it's lather, rinse, repeat yeah. over and over. And you build and you build and you build and you build and you build. Okay. So digital marketing can make that happen, guys. And I just thought this was unbelievable how there wasn't one network in a best television series category <laughs> at the Golden Globes. Right. I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's mind blowing. It's mind-blowing. These mm-hmm. companies are almost 100 years old, and they're not – ain't happening right now. There's the opportunity, guys. This is what Daredevil's working on doing, getting our artists' exposure. Mm-hmm. We're using paid ads to get out there, but it's got to be the right kind of content. You can't just push your song out there. We've got to come up with some different things. If it's a mashup, if it's a cover, if you're a band – You do some good shows, some big shows, and you're regularly in front of a packed crowd, then that's good footage, right? That shows me there's a party. There's a party happening there. Mm -hmm. You know, we're doing some crazy stuff right now with Weapons of Anew where they've spent about $3,000 on an ad buy so far. And that ad buy is, it's from their last tour that they did. They were out with Scott Stapp from Creed. They opened up for him. And so they played Mm -hmm. a bunch of shows where the crowds were like really, really good. They got footage of it, number one. Somebody was there freaking with a camera or they put a GoPro up and they were smart enough to do that. And they just handed me a hard drive here. Here's the, all the footage from the tour. We have this footage of them doing their thing as a support act, but there's a sea of people in front of them. They're a great live band. This is their strength. And we had a link to Spotify to the artist page. Now this is fascinating, right? I'm gonna put a video of this up into, I'm working on it right now. I'm gonna put it up in the climb community. So they click through on to the artist page of the band Weapons of Anu to consume. They just dropped a new live record on December 13th, okay? Five tracks. Mm -hmm. Now, check this out. This is where the exposure matters and then whether or not the artist is compelling matters. So, you see this ad. It's a one-minute ad. There, I think it's it's on the climb committee. I'll repost it. It's clear these guys know what the hell they're doing right it looks cool if you like rock shows Mm -hmm. yes that's awesome i would like to be there so you click through they have a previous release from a couple years ago and they did a little bit of playlist promotion on it which we like to do Mm -hmm. and so they got like three different tracks from that record that are up over a hundred thousand streams but think about it the way the consumer thinks oh this looks cool i'm going to click through i see that record and there's you know, almost a half a million streams total on the record. And you're like, oh, okay. So I'm not the only Mm -hmm. one. This feels good. Like there's other people that like this, so I can like it too. And then it goes right Right. into their their new record. Now, since we started doing this promotion, again, a little over 3,000 bucks in the ad spend. It was like $3,100. The top track, this is yesterday. I'm sure it's changing now. Top track has over 25,000 streams. That's track number one on the live record. Track, Mm -hmm. this is compelling. Now think about, imagine this in your head. Track two, three, and four in that order all have almost exactly the same amount of streams at 2,660-something streams. And then the last track, which is an acoustic version of one of the other songs on there, has almost 25,000 streams. So Mm -hmm. we have almost 60,000 streams, but what that shows is 
we've exposed with, with an ad that's built to deliver on, on a digital platform. It worked. They clicked through. They listened to the first song. Now, it would make sense kind of if the first one had all this, like the majority of the streams and then all the rest ta- kind of tapered off because then people lost interest, right? Right. But no, the first one and right, the yeah. last one have the most streams. So what that tells me is that probably around 2,600 and something people went and listened to all those tracks and a whole bunch of them really liked the first track and listened. And then they chose Mm -hmm. the first one and the last one as their favorites and added them to their own playlist and shared them. Okay. And so, (laughs) and there you have it. Now on the playlist promotion, you're racking up streams. So it looks good if I'm just coming to an artist page, but I'm not necessarily being exposed, right? You're kind of almost like a one hit wonder, right? Because they develop a relationship with Mm -hmm. the song, but they really don't know who you are. Right. Unless they take the time to go find that out, but not a lot of people are getting discovered that way. Okay. But here mm-hmm. you're, you're on the artist page, right. And you're racking up these streams and that's mm-hmm. much more valuable in the algorithm for Spotify than the playlist stream. So anyway, guys, this is what I'm saying. There's ways to get the exposure and ways to rethink this and we can help you. Okay. So that's all I really want to say about that. I mean, that brings us at the end of another killer client episode. If you haven't done so already, download the free informational PDF, 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans, and that'll start to get your head right on how Mm -hmm. to think about this so that if you're going to revisit and reconsider some of the ways that you've been thinking about promoting your band and go a different way that's actually working, then this will help you Mm -hmm. with that. It's it's, Just go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com, and tell us where to send it. It's your free gift from us just for playing our home game. If you're not sure on different ways that you can make this happen and you want a consultation, just email us at info at daredevilproduction.com and put consultation in the subject line and we'll get something on the books and we can kind of talk about you know, what, you, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what you got going on and how we can help lift you up. And by all means, if you've got a budget and you're an artist and you've been pounding your head with the radio and the PR and everything and it's not working and you keep getting the same results, don't be crazy. Call us, okay? (laughs) And we can help you out, right? That's it, man. So join the Climb community, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, and tell a friend about it if this stuff makes sense to you, okay? This, This is all about you. We want you to win. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at fantasy points. Fantasypoints.com code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 